Hello, and welcome to the Many Parallels Podcast. Uh, we're your hosts, Trevor and Zach, and today we are talking about uh, media and games and shit, so... Uh, Just some general, general shit. General shit. <laughs> uh, if you watched our last episode, we said we'd be having a guest on this one. Well, you know, things happen, men get sick, and uh, so here we are talking about this shit. So you want to set it off? You uh, Okay. The idea? All right, so two-part question to open it up. Most iconic game of all time, as well as the most iconic game to you personally. By iconic to me, do you mean like my favorite game? Or like if I see something from this, it's like, that's that game. Okay, my criteria criteria for iconic is going to be just whatever is the most impactful to you in your life. So whatever's made the biggest, you know, imprint on you as a kid or even an adult or whatever okay i got one in mind you want to go first i want to hear yours uh you You would probably you could guess it you know a game i've probably spent the most time on i would assume a call of duty yeah uh and it would be between yeah two of them black ops and black ops two of that yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah you're like three for three yeah Yeah, It's like predictable as, as fuck, but I mean, that was really like, that was my programming more than anything. Like, once I got live, Xbox Live, it was like over from there, like BO1 to start, and then middle school days was like BO2, de- yeah. a decade ago now. Right, like, holy fuck. Crazy. Yeah, you were the reason I ended up getting BO2 even. I remember <laughs> I had 360 and shit, and I didn't give a fuck about that I was, what were you playing at the time i was playing my iconic game, you know? <laughs> yeah okay yeah, which uh i'll get to in a sec but uh you know you you and uh fucking the other homie b were all like uh fucking oh get call of duty get call of duty and shit so i caught black ops 2 and this is the one <laughs> yeah bro uh, and i wouldn't say it's the one no but, but like, i fell in love with, like the zombies and, yeah at the yeah. time, it was like we had not, in my opinion, had like a, a Call of Duty experience like BO2. Like BO2 is like they kind of introduced like microtransactions a little bit yeah. with the, like the camos and stuff, and like that was great, bro. Like it was very limited, obviously, for 2012, but like, dude, maps were great, colors were great, playability was yeah. like infinite. I mean, for me, like people could go. Like, YouTubers that I would watch would go back year again and year again, just, like, BO2, and, like, the numbers would be phenomenal for them, like, until they got sick of it, and even if they would get the views, they had to turn away from it, because they were like, I'm not going to go back for a fifth year on on Black no, Ops 2. sell out, if you will. Yeah, yep. Yeah, that was definitely, like, it's weird, because that game was so good, and then after that, it was like, that was when Call of Duty started to kind of go downhill, mm-hmm. until... My opinion, no, 2019's Modern Warfare, I think, was... It revived it a bit, yeah, for sure. Like, you know, but there's an argument to be made with, like, I believe... There's no solid proof of this. I don't don't believe there is. But um, I think with the engine, like, change that happened with that game and Warzone and everything... Yeah. um, They're they're coming out now with, like, actual proof that... uh, the last two games, which is Vanguard, I and, think, yeah, and and now, and, and oh, uh, the current one, yeah, and MW two have like preferential hit detection, which is like, let's say you're a lower level than me, and 
we're using the exact same type of thing. Okay, yeah, I've heard about something yeah. like that, uh, where they have that preferential thing for one newer players or whatever to kind of get you hooked. But also, I heard that if you buy microtransactions, there's that they boost that, you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I I heard that there was a patent that leaked or some shit that of software to do that, but Activision denied those claims or some shit along those lines. Yeah, and. Like, people are, from what I, the, like, maybe three videos I've watched on it, it's just, like, it's just people saying what was found, not that they found anything, exactly. you know? Yeah. So They're not speaking from their own experience or anything, just that the... This was discovered software, by this team, and this yeah. was discovered by Dude, and, like, yeah, and, like, it's great that, you know, if these leakers are doing their due diligence and, like, exposing that somewhere in, like, the code of the game or whatever it is that they, they can they can find these files, extract these files that, sh- like, prove preferential hit detection and stuff like that, but uh, it just makes me think that if this was introduced in the, in the last, like, I don't know, few Call of Duty, or last call of duty or two then maybe it has been there since a certain point that people just aren't looking at which could be cold war which could be well like the data Modern warfare. I heard that came out was as i said it was like a leak of they filed some patent and i think it actually was in like 2018 or 2019 is when the patent so, was filed yeah, it's like, so it probably <laughs> it's would have lying. been around the time that the new engine came out is lined enough i don't remember if the patent had anything to do or if it's just speculation that it's like when you buy microtransactions but the idea behind why it would be when you buy a microtransaction is like, oh, you got a new skin or whatever. It, the game wants to kind of reward you for doing that and to make you feel good. And mm-hmm. if anything, it'll incentivize you like, oh, I'm good at this it, game and it want ha- to spend more the, psychological. The, the bit, yes, exactly. It's it's like it's all for business or whatever. But like you know, I guess the quote unquote grimy way of viewing what they're doing is like or i guess you know you the whole thing can be grimy if you decide for that because i kind of think it, it it's manipulation i mean you know it depends where you're where you stand on manipulation but when you're willingly being manipulated that's another part of the discussion too so like um what wait what was the what was the game we were talking about I mean, we were talking call, about of duty, call of duty yeah you know. so call of duty like i think that I well, I think that it, it may have been implemented that early because for me, I didn't start playing Call of Duty again like from 2015 with BO3 until like Cold War, which mm-hmm. is 2020, I believe. So, yeah. you know, I come back to that, and like I'm not the only one experiencing this. I I hear it in lobbies when I play up until today. I hear it from like people online and their videos, like. It's like a meme almost at this point, like, oh, preferential hit detection, like, you know, that, like, they obviously gave dude the kill, gave dude the kill, and, like, now I, like, think that way, too, which which is kind of toxic. Yeah, it's not actually... You don't, yeah, you don't know that, for sure, but this is my point, I didn't get to, so, like, it's, it's where the thing that's in common is where, like, you get the first shot... You're putting good shots onto them, and then all of a sudden, like they either turn on you and just destroy you, or what, or like your bullets seem to just start going through them, opposed to hitting them how they literally just were a half a second earlier. And like you, you, it plays with your mind. Like, is my aim broken? Like, do I have sh- like See, shit? I think aim? that's just you know with the uh, shooters RNG or... of yeah. how bullets spread. Whereas realistically, it's like. 
bullet's going to go where the barrel's fucking pointing. <laughs> you know, it's, you, the sh- you know, your hands might fucking, because of recoil, shift it. But in video games, to simulate something like that, the bullets go all kind of wildly fucking veering right out of the barrel because <laughs> why not? And yeah. I think that's kind of what it is. It's just that RNG, which is one of the yeah. reasons I wasn't the biggest fan of Call of Duty for so long. But I always liked things like zombies, but the multiplayer, mm-hmm. you know, there was that period of Black Ops 2 where... What does you know, RNG, uh, RNG stand for? Random number generated. Okay, so that's what I, I figured. Random like generation, one of the, Randomize the number. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like exactly, it's like it's it basically is like a word or a way to to describe like chance almost, right? Like like yeah, the chance much. of. It's like, fuck, do I have my dice nearby? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like if you have a die and it's like each number, or whatever. It's literally just every time you click to shoot, it's rolling that die, and it's like, all right, well, you need a twenty to hit. So <laughs> if you don't roll a twenty, then you're missing. It's, or it's not going to go straight, whatever the hell. Right. That's why I liked games like Siege and all that shit, where it's a bit more, you know, fucking, uh, you know, you shoot where you fucking aim. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah. It's I just mean, a weird thing. Like, it's kind of a conspiracy against Call of Duty at this point. Like, but I feel they, like that's always kind of a thing. And, yeah, yeah. you know, people also, and, 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 everyone's at fault for people not having a skill at a thing yeah except for themselves and it, yeah and it, and it makes sense like that they would cater to the type of things like we're talking about like selling these microtransactions or newer players or whatever like of course like then like it, it wouldn't be like this big hurrah if they did that it would make more sense if they did that type of thing you know like yeah, yeah so i don't know it's just it's being a willing participant in these things and it's the same with like TCGs, you know, trading card games, whatever. Like, people are like, "Oh, the company like needs to start respecting this and that and whatever," and they don't realize that they're like shouting at nothing because the company is not like they've been disconnected from the player base for however long. I'm confused. What, what's the controversy in the card playing game? I'm not familiar with the or card playing game. Like, say like the meta. Of the card card game is like really stale or really like one sided. So you mm. you all have to play like a mirror match or within the same three three deck pools or whatever. So, yeah, when I used to play like uh, Overwatch and shit, it's kind of like that. It's like there's only the meta is like oh these few are good. This these yeah. couple compositions, and you can maybe get away with other shit, but it's way more difficult and it's way less likely to be successful. Yeah, and like. It's 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 like a a marketing thing at a point where like okay so this new top deck costs three hundred or five hundred to build okay and then like if you're not playing that then you you're like you're gonna take the L more than likely like maybe you can win with that deck maybe that one but sometimes it really gets to like locked out like tier zero which is like you know tier one is like top tier tier zero is like you literally can't play anything else because this is the dominant one with the yeah and especially with no <laughs> like card game and shit because well they need to keep adding new cards because they want people to keep buying packs and shit and make mm-hmm. that interesting and keep the thing alive it's the same thing that happens with a lot of live service games of like it's hard to balance those and because cards are a physical thing, it's not like you can be like, all right, this one's no longer, you can't update it. You can't shit. make a physical errata or whatever to it, like a yeah. change. Like, yeah, that's like, that's the main part. Like, they have to keep introducing new, like, power creep. 
Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, I've talked to my friend actually about that, and he says it's why he doesn't like Yu-Gi-Oh! is because Yu-Gi-Oh! especially the power is, creep is the power nasty. Creep is, yeah, <laughs> disgusting in that game. It's literally like that, and then it's like, dude, you got like you got to spend. You don't have to though. That this is the part that I was initially but talking if you about. Play competitively and, exactly. Yeah. If you want to be in that legitimate atmosphere, then you do have to do that. But if you just want to play with your friends or try to organize a tournament at your locals yourself, like these are all alternate options that. Like and then the thing is too with like the competitive. Gonna be that one homie though. That's that is up to date. Yeah, with him. Oh, gonna yeah. fucking destroy. All he's, he's flexing. Yeah, yeah. for sure. There, of course. And like, you know, sometimes it'll literally get that way where like the buyouts of the meta cards are so crazy that like people are literally just forced to use alternatives that like stand no chance. It's like I said before. You know, they're using a tier one when there's a tier zero, and like. People will complain, oh, Konami needs to be more in touch with the player base and stuff. Konami is doing this on purpose in order to get more, like, what do you call it? Like, cards off the shelf, essentially. Exactly, yeah. Like, the more you guys need these meta cards, the more product you're going to... $60, $70 boxes. a card that's going to be a more meta card in one of the newer packs, so you're likely to buy the new packs. But (laughs) they're rare, so you have to buy multiple to get try to get those pulls, and it's... The addictive cycle and shit. Yeah, and yep. You get addicted to, to shiny cardboard or I, whatever. I feel like Call of Duty does something like that too, at least in my experience. So it's like whatever guns are introduced that season are usually the best in terms of meta, at least modernly from what I... Yeah. I don't play like super competitively or nothing like that. I kind of just play Call of Duty casually nowadays. Mm-hmm. Like I want to watch some YouTube videos, but I want to do something because I am having bad ADHD and I can't fucking just focus on one thing. Mm-hmm. So I'll just play some Call of Duty, watch some YouTube and shit. And it feels like it's always the newest fucking gun added is the best gun in the meta right now. And yeah. yeah. And there's something to that because then, like, what happens? Like, everybody's making videos on it. Everybody's talking about it with their homies when they get on, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. and then it's like, oh, you got to grind to get this shit or whatever and mm-hmm. do all this. And then you're putting in hours. And if you put in hours, you're seeing <laughs> the store and you're like, oh, that cosmetic thing is pretty cool. Yeah. And then you're tempted to buy shit. I might as well and grab so, it, yeah. Like, I, I'm feeling that way. Five bucks. Yeah, like I'm feeling that way about uh, the Fortnite collab right now. Which, I mean, do you want to get into the? I have no idea what it is. So get Fortnite into it. collab. Okay. Um, come back around to the questions. We got time. Yeah. Uh, Futurama. Futurama. You said okay. Fucking let's uh, peel behind the curtain. You said something like, "Oh, they're doing something with it again." Bro, are you not aware they're literally currently dropping episodes on Reboot on Hulu? The first one's a out. Reboot? Yeah, no, they rebooted it. The first know. one just came out. Uh, this is... I I mean, in the last episode, I referred to Twitter as Twitter, and they just changed their name to X this weekend. Yeah. So, yeah, these are obviously pre-recorded a bit. But yeah, the first <laughs> one just came out. The second one's coming out, I think, on like Monday or Tuesday, some shit. Okay. And so that's yeah, why. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like they're trying to be like, hey, yo. We're making new shows, so they're putting on more shit, and that makes a lot of fucking sense, right? Marketing wise. Okay, and then to the point of the collab, like um, they got uh, you know, the typical cast. It's just three characters: Fry, uh, Bender, and Leela. Bender and Leela. Yep, and they got their Universe One counterpart, which I don't know if you. I didn't know what that was. I had to look into it a little bit. I guess it's just like a an arc or whatever that they go through in the show. Where, like, they have alternate universe versions of themselves. Are you just talking about that one with the box? The box episode? 
I didn't see the whole episode. I Where just it's saw like the there's clips. universe one, there's universe A or some yeah. shit, and it's just like they're kind of different colored. Yes, exactly, and they have yeah, a, like gold bender. Yes, and, and they have gold bender in the yeah. thing, and I'm like, Bruh. that makes sense for different skin <laughs> colors and shit. Yeah. I'm like, I, I might have to cop golden bender, <laughs> and then like I'm watching, you know, the the videos coming out on it, and then like, do the actual voice actors voice the characters? Uh, they don't have like voices, but they oh. have they have like effects. Where like, um, like what's the dude with the, the claws? <laughs> Fuck! What is this? the clamps though? But <laughs> yeah, clamps. I, I think his name might just be clamps. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, he has a weird name. It's like it's like Seymour. Like, are you talking about Zoidberg? Zoidberg. Oh, yeah. you said okay. I'm thinking the clamps. <laughs> oh. <laughs> the robot dude. No, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, Zoidberg. yeah Zoidberg. They they got like his like an emote for Dope. him. Woo! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got him in there doing that, and um, then then they got like back blings of like little characters from the show. Like, there's a few of them I forget. And like, anyway, like in that game, the meta is any character that is really thin. And like, yeah, Bender has a like a, a regular like I would call it a more normal hitbox in the middle. It's just like a normal but his block. Limbs are very thin. Yeah, so it's like it, it incentivizes me to like. Oh, it would be a good purchase for like hit hit detection hitboxes as well. Yeah. But you know, like more so, it's just the fact that I didn't expect a Futurama collab, and like I fuck with Bender, so it's gonna be like, dude, did you know Bender is Jake the dog? Yeah, you didn't know that. There's literally an episode where Jake the dog, or Finn and Jake are Bruh. actually in an episode of Futurama, dude. I just found this out like two days ago, and I'm like. How did I never put it to... I didn't watch enough Futurama, to mm. be honest. That's it. Like, I just... I don't know where Yeah, those was... are both, like, two of my favorite fucking shows. So <laughs> yeah. I'm aware. Well aware. That's cool. Yeah. Like... And then I remember, like, reading up on it, like, oh, they did, like, the little, like, nod to each other and stuff like that. But, like, I, I didn't catch that as a kid. There's literally an episode of Futurama where it's, like, uh... I forget where exactly they are, but they, uh fucking find Finn and Jake tied up in like a dungeon or some shit and Jake goes what time is it and I forget what Bender says but he says some smart ass remark like time for you to shut the hell up or some shit yeah. like that I don't remember what it was but that's awesome though yeah. yeah like iconic shit but um yeah you know what are your thoughts on it like it's like of course they did it or what yeah I mean everything's collabing with fucking uh, I was supposed to say Roblox for some reason Fortnite close enough um I even <laughs> contemplated hopping on Fortnite. Like, I don't like Battle Royale games that much. And honestly, I mean, it's... I always mute mics in games nowadays. But, like, Fortnite, I feel like you kind of have to talk to your squad to do a Battle Royale type thing. I, I, I do and I don't. Like, I would say, like, 75% of the time I won't talk to them. And the, the 25% that I do is because they want me to. Mm-hmm. And I'll be like, yo, like, what up? Or, like, communicate then. But a lot of times people will just... Uh, play in squads or trios without microphones, but it does make for a bad but, time. Yeah, and I'm also just not the biggest fan of Battle Royale shit, but I did think about hopping on it for a while because, you know, I'm a huge fucking Star Wars nerd, and I saw, like, they had clones, yeah. like, the 501st and the 212th, and I was like, Dude, I'm I'm saying, like, for Battlefront, I, play, I play it pretty regularly, and, like, they steady collab with in, like, 
unlike other collabs, keep Star Wars stuff in the store, like, constantly. Mm. Like, it's like, they, I don't know if they have a bigger deal with them or something, but... I would assume, or also it sells more. I assume similar yeah. thing with, like, Marvel. They probably just have a deal with Disney overall, honestly, but... Oh, they have those Marvel ones in there, too, a lot, yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I remember when, like, Infinity... Or when the Infinity Saga was wrapping up with, like, Endgame, there was, like, the Infinity Gauntlet and Thanos skin and shit dropped or whatever, and I remember that being a big deal. Yeah, but, my my favorite uh, collab is definitely the Dragon Ball one, dude. Like, shoot, they they brought yeah, but seeing Goku with a gun just is wrong to <laughs> my eyes. Yeah, it it is weird. Like you could like I got like Vegeta right now with like in his Super Saiyan God form with like uh, a goofy like animal back bling and stuff. It's like you would never see this, you know. And then yeah. like you got him with like a. Angel wings as his glider, like I don't know, it's it's some weird shit. See, but... like this shit's cool and all, but it's like I want to play games that are actually in those universes. It's like yeah, I know. I, the only mean. reason I thought about hopping over is because, well, Battlefront Two from 2017, you know, it got a bunch of controversy. It was fucked in the beginning, but that game came the fuck around. I don't mm-hmm. know if you are aware, really. No, I never, I never really played them. Because uh, when it dropped, it was like you had to fucking pay for like everything. It was like. Darth Vader, you had to get from, like, Lubaku's type shit. It was oh. fucked. <laughs> yeah. It was really fucked. Um, yeah. But it came the fuck around. There wasn't that much shit. Like, Obi-Wan wasn't in the game at launch, and eventually that had, like, him, Grievous, added a bunch of different game types and... I need that Grievous, Customization bro. and shit, yeah. And it's just... It came the fuck around, and then all of a sudden they were like, all right, well, we're just cutting the game off now, even though it... What, it had, like, the biggest population or player base it had had at all since, like, launch mm-hmm. to move everyone to Battlefield 2042, and then that game was a fucking disaster at launch, too. Damn. And what, it was it was big rip, because I love Star Wars. They're just not shit. putting the right, like, the right attention into it type of thing? Yeah, and, and they stopped updating the game. It was like, so to game mode they were adding last, uh, have you ever played, like, a Battlefield game? Um... Like, uh, I think at least like are you familiar with the conquest in there? I guess conquest is just domination essentially, but with more flags. I mean, so, I've watched the game yeah. before, so yeah. So, but domination with more flags essentially added that galactic conquest of Star Wars, mm-hmm. um, and that was the only game type where when you queue up, it's like you queue. Do I want to be Clone Wars era? Do I want to be Galactic Civil War? Or oh, do I okay. want to be like whatever the fuck the new one's called, Age okay. of Resistance? Cool. All right. Um, and how it works is. After you win on the ground and you capture all the points or whatever, you know, whatever team won, they go and they get into fucking, like, drop ships and they take you up and you have to destroy the enemy's capital ship within a certain amount of time. And if you don't do that, the match essentially restarts on the ground of domination and it can go indefinitely. (laughs) But they got rid of the last phase, which is the coolest one, when you go to the enemy's capital ship to blow it up, Mm -hmm. when they did it for... The Galactic Civil War, which is like episode four, five, six, the original ones, you know, the original yeah. trilogy. And they just kind of half-assed shit for that. And they were like, all right, we got to go to the next game. And mm-hmm. they were just torn off it. And it sucks because a lot of developers have come out since and like, oh, yeah, we plan on doing this and that. But we just were taken off the game. <laughs> yeah, they shit the bed. Yeah, yeah exactly. Or but like the company. Yeah, yeah, EA, you know, they shit the bed plenty. But, um. So, I guess back to uh, my top game. I'm sure you could guess what it is. My most iconic game. 
Halo? Yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. All right. It's, yeah, it, it, it's like, it's got to be Call of Duty or Halo. Like, it just in terms of our generation, what we yeah. came up on. Like, dude, yeah. Um, what Halo did you start on, the first one? Uh, I started on Halo 3 because I was 7 when it came out. Yeah. And it was like, I had played, like, my first shooters were, you know, GoldenEye 007 and fucking Conker's Bad Fur Day. Okay, I don't know either. You don't know... Where are they from? PS2? They're from N64. Okay. Fucking... I think that, that like, I started with the PS1 and quickly got a PS2. So, mm-hmm. like, that's kind of my lineage, you know? So, like, we had, like, an N64, and, like, my brother had an original Xbox, and then fucking my brother Jesse got a 360, and mm-hmm. he got Halo 3 with that, and, you know, I played that, and... It was like fuck, dude. You know, it's like, <laughs> I, there was other shooters. Like I remember playing Call of Duty three back in the day too. And like, was it story mode that you liked? Or I like, yeah, I liked campaigns and shit. I didn't, yeah, but I did start playing multiplayer with Halo three. That was my first major multiplayer game. Mm. But I probably didn't start playing multiplayer until honestly around the time Reach came out. Actually, so around two thousand ten, I'd been playing mm. Halo three for a while before that. Just campaign and shit over and over. I was yeah, young dude. And I did shit. that too. I did that with like uh, COD Four, like the original Modern Warfare. Yeah, and then dude, yeah, I played that game as a kid too. And uh, oh, man. Allie, like fucking, because she wants to go on a cruise. And that game for real. I always say <laughs> Call of Duty Four scarred me. I don't want to go on a cruise because I'm always scared it's gonna sink because of that first uh, mission, dude. Bro, I had to remember. I don't remember. I they, played it a lot, though. You know, you'd like to send onto the ship. And oh, it's like and it's a bunch of, of dudes. Storm and shit. Yeah, with like Cam Price, and then at the end, the ship. I think it's hit by a torpedo or some shit. Yeah, I didn't know that as a kid. Yeah, I just <laughs> yeah. knew the ship started sinking. And you have to get off, and then you make that you know iconic, <laughs> overdone now leap to the helicopter. Where, oh, yeah, gotcha, <laughs> <laughs> bro. Yeah, and like. I played because I didn't have live, so like I yeah, played, exactly. yeah, played like that in MW two for sure, like those over and over. And then BO one was my kind of graduation to the multiplayer online, you know, thing. And like it was pretty much no campaign after that for me personally. Like I don't know why it just was like so captivating the two game modes, like zombies and multiplayer is like forget campaign i you know i i played enough like modern warfare one and two and bo one like beating those like now let let me like enter a new sphere you know yeah see i always still like playing the campaigns and there, uh, yeah a lot of people do bro yeah like i i'm more of a pve player if anything that's probably why I, you know i went to destiny i also think it's because of that whole halo thing and being mm-hmm. diehard bungee fan at the time but like how yeah, would you how would you compare those two if you or do you have to give a more Halo and Destiny, Destiny. or would you have oh, to give a long answer That that's a very long from answer cuz they're very <laughs> different games it's like you know Do you think they share a lot of the same fan base though because of the yeah, company Yeah oh, yeah definitely yeah. especially at the beginning I think it's eventually it changed and shit and now Halo fans for the most part I'm probably one of the younger of Halo fans that played the original ones and shit. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah, most of them are like my brother's Okay, what I would say is people on our end of the spectrum, early 20s type of deal, if you're in that age bracket or below, younger, then like you knew somebody like an older brother, an uncle, you know It was like you kind of had to be introduced, Halo, with that. Because like, you know, when we, 
Halo Reach, which was the last of the Bungie Halos, came out when we were 10. And I think I got that just before I had gotten Black Ops 2, and I was playing that <laughs> for a while. And then I became friends with UNB, and you guys were like, fucking, oh, you need a Black Ops 2 or whatever. <laughs> Get off and, that Halo. Yeah, dude. exactly. And So then I went on over and played Black Ops <laughs> 2 with y'all for a bit. But like I still always loved Halo. Mm-hmm. Um and then as of growing older, replaying the campaigns with the MCC and appreciating them a lot more because as a fucking child, especially with Halo 3 being my first one, Halo 3, honestly, like, in terms of gameplay, goaded, but, like, the story is just kind of, like, wrapping up Halo 2 because Halo 2 was made in, like, eight months. Oh, I heard that, right. Yeah, so, like, the ending was just kind of, like, abrupt, and there isn't that much talking and shit going on in Halo 3 on uh, in the terms of context it, it assumes you've kind of played the other two so i didn't know all of what was going on other than you know destroy the ark and all that shit <laughs> and whatever the fuck and then remind me what is odst supposed to be so odst is a just spin-off on the same engine are you familiar with like fallout 3 and fallout new vegas yeah yeah because they're made on the same engine it's like a spin-off type thing okay right. um and then odst takes place during the events of halo 2 and instead of playing as you know Big Dick Giga Chad Master Chief <laughs> who just destroys everything. You play as a ground soldier uh, on ODST, which is an orbital drop shock trooper. So it's like a new perspective, too, Yeah, with that. Yeah, exactly. You play as the rookie of a squad or whatever. And Yeah, I played really, that one. It's yeah. a really dope game, too. Um, you know, fucking you drop in or whatever. And there's this thing that happens in Halo 2 where a fucking ship goes to... Halo's equivalent of hyperspace uh, from orbit, which fucks a bunch of shit up gravitationally. And yeah, so you wake up and you're trying to figure out what the fuck happened to your squad because you Mm -hmm. were separated and you were knocked the fuck out. And it's got a lot of cool themes of like, uh, it's super inspired off Dante's Inferno, which. Oh, yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, which is why ODSC is really fucking cool. And I would love another game like that, especially because. It's so interesting how, like. Like. You're watching almost like a retelling of something like that or whatever, where they're like making all these connections. Yeah. And like as a kid, you just look at it like this is an epic fucking story. I hated ODST as a kid. I didn't play ODST uh, all the way through until it came back and it dropped on um, when it came to the MCC. And mostly was at start, whatever. I played it on there. Isn't it like a. I don't know if you know even but isn't it like a what do you call it popular opinion that like odst is kind of trash or is that not a popular opinion i think it was back in the day but there it's definitely come around and it's like it's got its own niche kind of market it's got mm-hmm. it's like a it's like a cult classic if you will right nowadays. yeah it's <laughs> like you know you either loved it or you hated it yeah it's more so i feel like bo1 is kind of like this like some people i feel like bo1's kind of don't like it you I've think it's goaded I th- yeah, I feel like that's kind of like overall love. From my take, like I, I feel from, like I can't anyone hating it. From what I like, from my okay, I identify with that. Like I loved it, and people around me loved it. But I like just on the online sphere, from my Call of Duty friends throughout the time, like a lot of them stayed on like Modern Warfare uh, two two w- w- instead of playing BL one because so, it was so different. I mean, that's something I could definitely speak on. I was kind of like that too, where I didn't really start playing Reach until Halo 4, of, just because it was like 
the new thing's gay. You can't you can't like the new thing because when Halo Reach was the newest game, oh fuck Halo Reach, it's Halo Three. And I mean, in yeah. retrospect, I I still agree with that statement. Yeah. Halo Three is a lot better. But then when Halo Four came out, a lot of the conversation switched of oh Halo Four shit, Halo Reach is so Reach much was good. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it was like oh yeah, so now you guys like Reach? What? I, I feel uh, like Call of Duty probably had some of the same thing because yeah, anybody I've talked to at least within the past fucking five years type shit. Anything about Black Ops, one or two comes up. It's like, oh, those games are fucking like some. That was peak Call of Duty right there. Yeah, it, and it's weird because I feel like some people do feel that way, and I agree. It's just that some people love Modern Warfare Two, bro. I love Modern Warfare. I love Modern Warfare Two. Like the campaigns, fucked so hard. I didn't play the multiplayer. <laughs> it's iconic. But what I was gonna say was like, I feel like in terms of multiplayer, Modern Warfare Two had the same kind of like the age range of. You know, my older brother who was into Halo 3, that was like, yeah. Modern Warfare 2 was kind of their thing. Mm-hmm. Whereas our generation, it was more of the Black Ops, yep. was the Call of Duty we were to getting get us put, into shit. Yeah. And for them, it was probably more of the same old or they didn't, whatever. But Yeah, it, or it could even be like, as much as we don't look at it that way, like it was just too nuanced for them. Like, I know there are certain things like the sniping people complained about because BO1, it's like real shaky opposed to mw2 it's like much more like you line your crosshairs up and like you're gonna aim in directly on that point and bo2 mm-hmm. you line your crosshairs up it could be up here over here over yeah you, it's always you gotta yeah. drag it a little bit and like there's other stuff like that like where people just didn't or like people hated on dolphin dives which is like so cool but like it was imagine being like a call of duty vet during modern warfare 2 and you see people Flying like super drop shotting was already sort of like an annoying thing. I feel like so then they made a it sweaty even meta. More, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they made it even more uh, doable. But now you can move while you do it, it's right? Like, uh, yeah, and I and not to mention like like okay, I've always looked at it like this: like MW two for a generation is literally what BO two was for like our generation, where it's like it had that replayability for years to come. You know, oh, I could go back to that three years after it came out, four years after it came out. But then, like, when they reinvent the wheel, meaning, like, try to make something as good as that again, which is, like, BO2, then, like, boom, it spawns a whole new, like, legacy generation, whatever. People it's like you need to innovate in the right way because they tried innovating a lot with Call of Duty for a while, and they... They tried to reinvent that wheel. and all Exactly. Of- well, yeah. they, they needed to make it interesting again because, as I said, like... I think that, you know, if you heard people talking shit about Black Ops, it's probably older people. Mm-hmm. It's probably because Call of Duty was the same for a while. Yeah. But Black Ops was kind of what introduced our generation for the most part. Because that's what Black Ops 1 came out when we were 10. Black Ops 2 came out when we were 12. That's usually when kids started fucking gaming. Right. And that's also around the time I feel like consoles became a bit cheaper and more available overall. Yeah, because you it's... easily it's, convince it's, your parents to get you one. It's so interesting that, like, I didn't... I realized this maybe, like, I looked it up in high school sometime because I didn't even think that it was true. That, like, the Xbox and PlayStation uh, 360 and 3 came out in, like, 2006. Like... Dude, what? Like, yeah, the Xbox 360 came out, I think, in like 2005, which is crazy <laughs> yeah. thing to me. And then I think the, um, what the fuck, the PlayStation 3 didn't come out until, I want to say, like 2007 or 8. It came out like a yeah. bit later. Yeah, and like, we we were not 
getting those for at least a few more years type of thing or whatever. And, like, it's crazy to think. Like, I would have guessed, you know, back then, like, I was thinking, oh, what'd you find? I just looked up and said, oh, no, it was released in 2006 in Japan and America, but then Europe and Australia got in 2007. That's so, that's so wild. Like, like, I didn't get mine until the Christmas of 2011, I believe. Yeah, I didn't get my own Xbox until... I think it was yeah. like I used some of my birthday money and Christmas money when I was ten to get it. Yeah. Um, so in like the summer of two thousand fucking ten. Um but like my brother had a three sixty and shit. And <laughs> yeah. I'd play that from time to time, but I obviously didn't have live, I didn't have like my own account and shit. I just played the campaign. Yeah. And then, you know, another like aspect oh I was gonna say, uh with when they reinvented the wheel, you could say, I guess, for the third time with it, uh, AW, it, it was, like, so bad to me, my generation, the BO2 era type of thing, where I thought that was the pinnacle. Uh, I, I work with kids that, are like, where I did work with kids that were a couple years younger than me, and they came up on Ghosts and came up on AW, and yeah. they think that, like... Either one of those two is their pinnacle of Call of Duty. I don't think Ghost got more hate than it deserved. I agree. But, yeah. But it's coming off the heels of BO2. So it's so hard. It's so hard, bro, to follow up. Yeah. And it was more of the same. But it goes to show that it is like what you're saying. That, like, when they have to add something new, uh, it's going to... It doesn't always work for everybody, but it's going to work for some people. And, and, but also, they need to be smart on kind of where they innovate too, because you don't want to change the thing too much. Like yeah. the whole exoskeletons and then you know double jumping and all that shit staying Call of Duty for so long after the fact. Yeah, it's like I think three years it was a good three. It was. I feel like it was more than that. Was it only three? AW, BO3, Infinite Warfare. And then it went back to boots on the ground with the uh, World War Two. Oh yeah, but that game was. Uh, it was booty. Yeah. Like, people. Some people think that that thing is goaded too, and I guess it's all just subjective because it's like, what is each person's criteria? Yeah, exactly. But like, at the end of the day, like that's one that me and you can agree on. Like, yeah. how could you see that as a yeah, the pinnacle and I remember excited because I was like, oh, they're bringing like zombies and shit. Yeah. So I was never too big in the multiplayer, and even that was just atrocious. I watched it. I didn't even play yeah. it. <laughs> well, wait, because that wasn't the last one, because like World War II had boots on the ground, but then Black Ops 4, didn't that have advanced it, movement? It was but boots it, on the ground, but specialists were a thing. Yeah, like it wasn't as crazy, but it was still had advanced movement, and it was still kind of but it was too futuristic. Goofy. Futuristic, yeah. but not even just futuristic. Like, Call of Duty, and it happens with modern releases too. As they are out for longer, they get too goofy. They lose yeah. their fucking character and who they are they supposed sh- to be. They stray too far from like the path of what they originally were doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah like I literally because I saw uh, on fucking well, X now. It's a weird. Yeah. X instead of Twitter, whatever the fuck. Reseeding instead of. What? Yeah, it's eating. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I saw a fucking uh, <laughs> thing that like Nicki Minaj is about to be in the next fucking a character. Like her Snoop Dogg no. and Twenty One Savage are about to be in the next season or some shit. Sick. And you know, I I was actually just playing Modern Warfare Two before you got here, and it's like you know when the game first dropped, you know it's kind of 
they keep shit more grounded, but as the games stay out, they get more and more crazy, whereas, like, mm-hmm. you know, season four right now, Homelander and shit from fucking <laughs> The Boys in it, it's like, there is another it's... skin in the store that was, like, uh, just made your dude have, like, the head of a cat. Mm-hmm. Like you're, it's like, they just get so absurd because they want to sell shit and you want to be unique or whatever, but it's right. like, I actually tweeted, or reshared the thing, I was like, bring back the days when fucking, uh, you know, in your shooter, military shooters, you played as a military soldier instead of Nicki Minaj or the fucking Easter Bunny or some <laughs> shit. Like, it's, I don't know. I, well, I that's how I uh, felt, that's how I felt with, like, Fortnite when I got back on there in, like, 2022, where I was like, dude, what are all these, like, abundant, like, female, like, weird like what happened to like the jonesy soldier like their og soldiers like what happened to the like the girl with like the military pants and the freaking you know like the like the uh, yeah, bullet belt just added like a fucking anime looking girl too as a yeah and that's like like, like like that's the thing like some people look at it now and they literally like can't stomach the experience of the game because they see anime mofos running around <laughs> everywhere you know it's like I get it. It's like you it's nothing like what you were doing three or four years ago, but like you gotta try to look for the good in the thing if you wanna be a part of it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. if you wanna be in that Call of Duty or you wanna be in that Fortnite community. And, and the thing is though, look like for the there, then there's people like me, like I okay, another one of my top games, you know, obviously Destiny, but mm-hmm. after that I'd say like well, influential, I guess, but uh, like Skyrim and Fallout. I yeah. like role-playing games a lot. I like to immerse myself in different worlds. That's why I like Halo, because Halo is very consistent with its lore and all that shit. Whereas, like, you know, even today, I'll play Battlefield 2042 from time to time. And I, I don't know, I'm always like trying to use... All right, I'm fucking the American, so I'm going to use the fucking uh, the M5 instead. Or I'm the fucking... I'm going to use the AK if I'm Russia. Yeah. And I try to play around that kind of shit, use equipment and other things. And sometimes I'll have to head cannon it with that game because it's not modern shit. But, right. like, I always do that kind of thing because it makes the game more enjoyable to me for whatever reason. Well, it's hard to do that when there's fucking cats and Nicki Minaj and anime characters running around and fucking... Yeah, it's, it's the just, same thing. Yeah, it makes yeah. it feel like and, and a shell. You can be immersed in something without it being realistic, too. Because, like, Fall is not realistic and, like, zombies and shit, too. It's not very realistic, but... Oh, yeah, with, like, black hole guns and shit? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. But even with, like, zombies, I don't know. I try not to use sights, but, like, if you get the box because of, you know, Cold War or whatever, that era. Motherfuckers weren't having a red dot on everything. That's another thing I hate of, like, yeah. retroactively doing that shit with games. That is interesting, right? I didn't think about that. Like, they put all the new tech with the old setting type of like thing. Like, they, they'd have experimental sites and shit that were, you know, being tested in those times. But they, you're not going to see a standard issue soldier with a fucking red dot yeah. in fucking 2006 even, yeah. let alone back then. It's like, that's only kind of now becoming a thing. And even I, still, not always. I always, like, had the view... On, I, I have it with Fortnite, I have it with COD, where they they should have a separate playlist where you can get away from all that bullshit or mm. whatever, potentially. Like, 
you go to like the OG playlist or you go to the the game that like yeah instead of all these tracer skins and vibrant shit like I always yeah I always if I'm gonna use camo on my gun I I really like that Modern Warfare has these just the standard like solid color ones I'll usually yeah. put like tan and shit because mm-hmm. that's usually what guns do nowadays of like that sand color or I like that, black yeah. or whatever the fuck plum <laughs> yeah. shit like that those kind of colors I like that kind of shit and you don't need a dark ether galaxy whatever i don't yeah i don't need prismatics or even going back to fucking black ops 2 i don't need a weaponized (laughs) 115 or whatever the fuck yeah right right like i I don't need all that shit it's it's cool i appreciate it for what it is but you 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 can like i identify quickly when you're like when you've had enough extra shit yeah. Right. Like where some people, like I've literally said that, like with Fortnite, for example, like they have, they just have so much shit. Like imagine having every item in here, and like there are people that will have every item, and like for other people, they don't look at it that way. Like they they don't recognize it as too much shit, or God, they've went so far with how much they've done that. Like there's like consistency in whatever I'm playing. It's like I don't right. want to be. That's why I didn't go to Fortnite because I don't want to be you know. Oh, I'm gonna pretend I'm a fucking clone trooper or whatever, <laughs> you know, fucking me. taking some planet, and then all of a sudden, fucking Vegeta pulls up and fucking <laughs> yeah. beats the shit out of me with a fucking pickaxe or something, or vice versa. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> You're Vegeta getting whooped by like uh, Rick from Rick and Morty. Yeah, and it's like it's crazy. You know, I I understand there there is some audiences that like that, but it's interesting. In other games, like it's a, like it can be interesting. Like it's a it's a spectacle to see like like that's how i try to look at it like i said try to see the good in it like okay if i'm on here and i like vegeta and i'm gonna be vegeta then if i get killed by rick i'm just gonna try to like die laughing at that or something because it's ridiculous right like the fact that rick sanchez just pulled up with the yeah, ray like, gun ridiculous and, shit can only be funny for so long exactly exactly and, and i feel that with like if it happens three times in a game but, like there's a reason <laughs> i can play skyrim over and over and over again and it's funny to do like you know uh, not Mean even a shit. full playthrough but like you know just play for like a day or two with like goofy mods where like the dragons are macho man or thomas the tank engine or there's just other goofy shit going on yeah yeah yeah. but i'm not gonna play like that the whole time i want to play with more immersive mods if i'm gonna do that and shit and like i want the world to be have some sort of cohesion yeah i was gonna say like coherent yeah Yeah. for sure and you know then there's shit like star wars where you know i think they can be a bit too anal sometimes with oh, you can't have this in a Star Wars thing or that. And, that. and they're very demanding. But at the same time, it keeps that cohesion together and it helps shit. Um, so if you have a Star Wars game, you're not going to have fucking, I don't know, Jabba the Hutt even doing backflips and yeah. fucking being... Yeah, like, you're not going to have weird shit as much. Like, there's upsides and downsides to that. <sighs> Fuck, man. Any other... Uh... Any transitional things? What's up? Transitional things. Do you just want to talk about anything? Transition looking ass. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, the other question that you posed was the most iconic game, period. In, in general, or I guess you could say in general, objectively. Yeah. Like, meaning, so the criteria would be, uh, just to keep it simple, like, 
not necessarily best selling, but what do you think resonates with the largest number of okay, people? Okay, so so it's just a iconic in terms of gameplay or iconic in terms of brand recognition. Um, I say brand recognition. Okay. Yeah, because I'm looking at it like the one that I pick is I don't play it. I've never really played it, but it's still like the most iconic to me. So it just ha- like my criteria would be then yeah. brand recognition. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so you got one in mind? Uh, so I played one game of it uh, because it fucking uh, <laughs> we went on vacation. We drove all the way to fucking North Carolina. So it was like a 12 hour drive type shit. So I needed something to do. Brought the Switch and say Mario. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because you can In specific, Smash Bros. for me. Not even Smash... Well, Smash Bros. It's a combination of a bunch of different recognizable brands together. I'd say Mario as a whole... People who don't play games, they see Mario. They're like, oh, that's Mario. Yeah, like me. Yeah. I I feel like, honestly, though... I'm saying don't even play games at all in general. Like, people who... Yeah, like, don't Don't even associate with the media of gaming and shit. They'll know who the fuck Mario is. Right. And... Even some other characters sometimes don't know who Toad or Yoshi and shit is. Right. But honestly, I feel like Nintendo is really good with brand recognition. So what would you say that isn't Nintendo? Because I feel like that is a more dynamic, interesting answer. Um. Oh. Or, yeah, I mean, I guess. Ah. He's not at, eh, It's debatable for him. I was thinking about Halo, like, in general, because... Like, I know they started with just, like, a small, tiny team of developers or whatever. And, like, what they did, like, with the company. And even with, like, I know it's, a sh- like, maybe a shell or a shadow of its, what it, the peak of it now. Yeah. But, like... Master Chief as a whole is a very recognizable character. Like, yeah, like, like, the whole, like, yeah, the whole, like, thing of Halo is just, like, people know the the... What do you call it? That music? The Halo music? Yeah. <laughs> like, fucking, like intro and theme. It's like, iconic. Like yeah. but I would I would get if somebody argued that something like Skyrim or I don't know, something else is bigger. See, I love Skyrim, but I mean if we're talking in terms of brand recognition, I was even thinking while you were talking, like, oh maybe Tomb Raider, Laura Croft is kind of recognizable, but mm-hmm. a lot of the time if you were to show people a picture of Laura Croft, they're not gonna fucking know. <laughs> you show a lot of people a picture of Master Chief, they'll be like, Oh, that's that's The Halo guy. Yeah, that's the Halo guy. That's John Halo. Yeah, for real, yeah. <laughs> type shit. And it's like Yeah, they they did very good and, with the character. And that's design. the thing that Call of Duty doesn't have is like that mascot type of thing. Yeah, and, and they're think. trying to you know, have iconic characters with bringing Price back, and then right. Cold War brought like Woods and shit back, and whatever. And it's like Mason yeah, from Bo One. Yeah, and it's like yeah, they're I, they're, they're recognizable characters, but they're not as iconic as like a Master Chief. Yeah, and that's why I feel like they had to for Halo Infinite go back to the original Master Chief armor because. They had the Transformers problem with Halo 4 and 5 with his armor of there's too much fucking going on and it's just ugly oh, to look at. Okay. I don't know if you're familiar with the Halo 4 and 5 look no. of Master Chief. I'd recommend looking it up. Yeah, it's I'll try the, it out. The look of the Spartans in this shit is just, there's too much going on and it's a fucking eyesore. There's a reason they went back to the simple look for Infinite. Um, because it's more recognizable. Good character design is 
as minimalistic as you can while still, you know, maintaining a iconic silhouette. Right. In a sense, you know, Master Chief does a good job of doing that. And yeah, he's just he just like you're saying he has a lot going on. Yeah, it's just yeah. the details and the texture and all that compared to if you look at Halo Infinite or even better like Halo 2 or 3. Mhm. Like there it's such a simple design. And there's something to that, you know, like it's easier to memorize, you know, a simple fucking look, but it's also more pleasing to the eyes because you're not as, especially with character design of like, you want to kind of have a focal point. Your eyes don't know where the fuck to look if you're looking at like a mm-hmm. Halo 4 or 5 Chief or, oh, I mean, if you're familiar with the, um, that's an interesting thing. Hmm. The idea of like, okay. Like, the idea of the more abstract you go, the further, like, the harder it can be to get your point across or for it to be impactful to people because it's just too abstract. Like, and that's, like, across the board. Like, I immediately think Yu-Gi-Oh! versus Pokemon. Yeah. Like, Pokemon's so palatable because of how cute, simple, and, like, pretty the art is on it. But Yu-Gi-Oh! is so, like, different. Like, yeah, I know, right? The art is so, like wild and crazy complicated yeah it it appeals to some people but i love it like if we're talking about it can be tasteful i i don't know who like coined the acronym or whatever but are you familiar with the acronym kiss uh, in terms of character design no i don't believe so kiss you know keep it simple stupid i was gonna say keep it simple something yeah Yeah. keep it simple stupid (laughs) yeah uh because like people always overcomplicate shit Mm -hmm. The the biggest example I always go to, because I don't like the movies, but I mean, they are the fucking best example for it, is the Transformers movies by Michael Bay. There's so fucking yeah. much going on. And he changes yeah. the design damn near every fucking time. Right. But it's like, it's, your eyes don't know where to look, especially in something like a movie where it's like, uh, you, Like it's, you're saying, like, it can just look like a bunch of metal moving around type of thing. Like it, it's it, just, it doesn't look like a, an iconic transition type. Yeah. Of thing. There's, there's not a simple thing. There's not a simple silhouette to it. You can show me a silhouette of fucking, you know, master chief or Darth Vader and mm. shit. And it's like, I know who the fuck that is. I mean, obviously I'm very familiar with them, but let's think what that's a character. I'm not super familiar with. It's iconic as fuck. Like I th- there's definitely some, I mean, I guess, fucking sanic or some shit it's like that you you can tell what the fuck it is who it is just mm-hmm. off the silhouette i know what you whereas mean. transformers bro it's like i don't know what the fuck i'm looking at and i think with the transformers like for me as like a kid i guess when i was more into it i don't know really that much i mean i'm speaking specifically about the michael bay movies if you look at the cartoons and shit like that's good character design i think for the most part uh, yeah i, I mean I, on the and I've, I've only seen uh I guess parts of the movie. I I don't think I ever watched one all the way through. Mm. So uh, I just feel like you're supposed to like the vibe of of Transformers is like the colors of them. Like you're supposed to get like hits of color within them that are supposed to indicate like oh you know like the red and blue Optimus Prime. You know the yellow Bumblebee etc. But like, but it's still like you, it doesn't do enough. Like, exactly. yeah, I I get you. I agree. And, and they do too much in the wrong spheres. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like 
Bumblebee, you know, I think, you know, maybe have it a bit more of a sleek design, a bit more, you know, curved lines and shit. Whereas someone like a fucking Megatron or whatever. I mean, I'm not familiar with fucking Transformers too much lore and all that shit. Yeah, so someone's going to fucking try to attack me about it. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, then um, go ahead. But I would think of Megatron to, you know, being evil. You would want to have more straight triangular style lines and shit to distinguish it. You don't want all this weird mechanical bullshit. It's like realism does not always equate, you know, good fucking art. Just right. because it's realistic doesn't mean it's fucking good. Right. Yeah, uh, a similar, I guess, comparison is uh, like the original uh, Dragon Ball transformations versus um, the newer ones. Like, they they used to like make them transform into super like more like more complex or more like detailed characters. Now their upgraded forms are more like simplified, youthful, smoother, like. But more brightly colored, which is like, it's a different way to grab the attention, which follows that rule of keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. You know? And like, that causes a divide from what I've heard. Like, some people are like, oh, Super Saiyan 3 and 4 or, you know, these older designs are always going to be so much more detailed and complex and better um, than these new Super Saiyan God ultra instinct like where they just have like a different colored hair and a glowing aura around them but like evidently market says people are eating the, these new ones up you yeah. know so it 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 there's Fucking, factors to that too because of how big the brand is etc yeah but. but to bring it to like star wars and shit with darth vader okay you know if you were to think of like a fucking cyborg type thing. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to do all this cool shit where you can see the inner workings of the limbs and I'm going to yeah. have the pistons going and all that. And it's like... That's what I thought too. Yeah, like, it, like, like it's weird that they didn't take that route with uh, Darth Vader, but so, I mean, they're, it's they're, a good idea. You, you could talk about, you know, budgetary reasons and all that shit, but from a character creation perspective too, it's just, it's a lot simpler and mm-hmm. it's, more recognizable because of that. Whereas if you had a bunch of weird robotic parts and all that shit, it's like fucked, but it's all covered. And right. I mean, you know, that kind of shit might look cool to some people. And I, I mean, I'm guilty of it too. And that's kind of why I take a step back from writing is because I was doing the overcomplicated shit. Whereas I needed to keep it simple. Cause I'm fucking stupid. <laughs> um, but it's just easy to overcomplicate things. That's yeah. A especially because it's interesting to some people and it's like, yeah, you know, some people too, you know, you'd think it might look cooler with all the cyborg, or cyborg shit or even it might be more realistic. But, I mean, if you have all these moving parts, you'd want to have them covered if we're talking mechanical standpoint because you don't want shit getting into them. There's a reason guns have like dust covers and shit on them because you don't want dust getting into the action and the moving parts because it's going to gunk shit up, fuck things up. Um, and also... But it just looks nicer. It's cool too because they already they already like... I mean, I don't think I don't know how much they portrayed this. I don't think it's really shown in the films themselves, but like with Grievous, right? Like they already mechanically built this once living dude into yeah. a, a mostly robotic thing. So it's like, okay, are we gonna basically redo that with Darth Vader, or are we gonna make him into this like cloaked iconic? Well, I mean, Grievous. Fucking, 
came after Vader. I mean, not chronologically, but in terms of like the movie. real life. Yeah, because yeah. Revenge of the Sith came out in two thousand five, whereas you know the first Star Wars came out, I believe, in seventy nine. Um, so there, there is some good space there. But it, but was it already written or no? No, I mean, okay. George Lucas has some that he has should actually written all the way out, but I, I mean, I... Like, you don't, don't know? Think so. yeah, type yeah. shit, yeah. Yeah, cause I, I watched a video not too long ago from, uh, I don't know, I, I watch Star Wars YouTube shit all the time just because it's something that interests me and get me away from politics and sh- philosophy, which Take too much can yeah. be very stressful, you know? Yeah. Even though sometimes I'll watch videos about that shit, but in Star Wars, but it's still yeah far enough from reality. Yeah, but, I've been... Um, I've been Taking a little break from that sphere as well. Yeah, right? I mean, that, honestly, that's one of the reasons I really needed that fucking vacation just went on. But mm-hmm. what I was going to say was um, because the Clone Wars is referenced in Episode 4, it's just kind of a throwaway line that uh, Ben Kenobi, you know, everyone says to Luke of like, oh, I fought with, I fought with your father in the Clone Wars or some shit. Um, and there's like Star Wars Legends shit that came out before the prequels of what that meant and a lot of different crazy shit. I don't know how much of it George Lucas was involved in or not, but, right. like, you know, I, I don't think he necessarily had all that shit planned. But then there's also, I heard that uh, Star Wars was essentially, like, one small part of this huge saga thing he had uh, about... What the fuck was the name? I think it was just, like, called The Wills or some shit or some. Like yeah. he, like, like the force is like a part of this greater being. Yeah. Like there's some crazy shit, and see that's kinda, and it changed throughout time, and just, that's where it's like, um, like, I guess Star Wars has had like an, animated adaptations with the Clone Wars and other stuff from like earlier on, but uh, overall, that's why certain other things can like animated series can go so much freaking deeper because it's like the world of animation and yeah, stuff you can like do so much that you can't do but it does stuff. like in star wars it does seem like that would totally be plausible that you could like what we know as the star wars universe is just like a piece of the much greater cosmic like thing story you know mm-hmm. but like the fact that it got turned into what it got turned into, if that is the case, is, like, not a shame by any means. It's great. But it's, like, it's crazy because, like, maybe now somebody will play off that idea or something. Mm. Oh, they will, naturally. Somebody will be inspired by Star Wars and then, like, try to create their own... I mean, it's already kind of been happening with a lot of things. And, I mean, you know, people are always inspired, even if it's not as direct, though, mm-hmm. you know... it's all i was thinking about that earlier like like and i've thought about this so many times because it's just so like i think it's true like everything comes from like something bro there's nothing new under the sun (laughs) yeah yeah like it's it's weird like you can put ideas together that create a quote-unquote new idea but like you couldn't create that new idea without the things that came before. You're always standing on the shoulders of who came or what came before you. So it's like, you can't neglect that. I don't know. It's crazy. Like, nothing's original, bro. But, like, nothing's original, but there is originality. I mean, yes, I was <laughs> an original 
like Star Wars, George Lucas, you know, talks about his influences a lot and, you know, a lot of the ideology is kind of World War II, obviously, based and shit. And then a lot of his film direction and shit, I'm pretty sure, uh, like, Kira Toriyama, not Kira Toriyama, that's the dude who makes like Dragon Ball. Uh, it's, it's some other guy? same, maybe it is Kira, I don't, I don't know the dude, but some Japanese filmmaker, some shit like, um, whatever the fuck, who made a lot of, you know, samurai movies inspired that. That's why Vader has the, like, thing that's inspired oh. off of, you know, the old Japanese fucking yeah, neck never guard even protector. Thought about and it. I mean, like, legionaries and shit had that too. Like, Roman legionaries had a similar thing. It's universal thing, but that's where he got the inspiration of it, a lot of it from the way lightsabers are, why they didn't originally have a cross guard. Now, Kylo Ren and everyone debates that shit. <laughs> but the reason that was is because they just, they're supposed to be like katanas and shit, and it's a lot more Japanese. There's that Japanese influence in there, too, because yeah. he loved samurai movies, but he also loved Wild West movies and shit, too, which is why you have character like Han Solo and shit. And right, there, right. There's all these different things, and it's it how, like it's comes how, together. It's, yeah, how you, it's, it's how you present the things. Right, yeah, I was going to say, like, it's how you artfully put you know put it all together how you spit it out exactly you know? yeah that's dope yeah because when you hear like oh there's nothing with the sun it's like sometimes that can be oh that means that it's nothing new for me to create yeah it can be disheartening right but it's like how you put these things together mm-hmm. can always be interesting i mean shit boba fett and now the mandalorians in general the t-shaped visor clearly based off of the spartans mm-hmm. like Oh yes, very true. Yeah, like there's there's so many things like that, and the esoteric nature of yeah. Star Wars that I don't know, bro. I'm Even learning. Some of the, you wanna, <laughs> That's cool. Some people be like, "Oh, it's racist or whatever," but no, like the Tuscan Raiders are based off of like Middle Eastern, uh, what is it, Bedouins? I believe is the term, like but okay. like nomadic people and yeah. shit who kind of live off the land in a deserty fucking area and shit. Right. Don't really associate or trade with other fucking cultures and all that shit. It, Bro, I thought about that, that too. About like, their rifles are literally just. Sorry to interrupt, but no. their rifles are literally just uh, like Arabic fucking musket type <laughs> okay. rifles that he like yeah. emulated he it. Like, yeah, yeah, took that shit. Um. Oh, I forgot. Sorry, no, I, was. no, it's okay. Go ahead. Uh, I think I was just gonna say that it's like, <laughs> like. I don't know. It's just cool that like that. That's what everything is. Is that like it's not a disheartening thing. It's it's something that you should be. Oh yeah, like my point is like that. Like not only should you be optimistic about it, but the inspiration for like all these things like that, like all the stuff that you know George is creating or Toriyama or whatever, like. Like, those are just uh, representations or, you know, what they're coming up with, a more abstract way of presenting everyday things that are around us, everyday things that are happening, everyday observable, you know, types of people or behaviors or whatever that they're, like, putting into these characters. Like, it's really cool because they're, they're taking what's in their world and making it, into a like a new world essentially yeah. like it's so cool bro like world creation and shit like it's like i don't know that's re- it's just, it's really dope 
And so, like I wanted to like eventually maybe try to write something too. Like I'm not saying no freaking franchise, no whatever, but because I get those ideas too. Like just observing different things in the world, I'm like, damn, bro. Like I would love to write a story and like incorporate this an arc about this this these type of people this type of thing yeah see it's it's fun to incorporate a lot of that shit uh to set the record straight real quick the name is uh akira curious kurosawa okay uh just yeah I, I wanted to have that he's like a correct. japanese filmmaker yeah uh the game ghost of is also like based off of his films and shit okay but um yeah i mean one thing though i've heard as well of like Anybody can come up with great ideas, but it takes somebody talented to, you know, write out and convey those ideas in a interesting way. Because, um, like, I think it was Brandon Sanderson who said this. Uh, it's like, you know, you can have a great idea, but if you're a bad writer, the story's going to be terrible. But you can have a super overdone cliche idea, but mm-hmm. if you're a good writer, that's going to be one of the best stories you'll ever read. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I'm pretty sure he used some examples and shit. And I honestly, I need to read his books. I've watched a lot of lectures from him because he's an author and shit. And, yeah. Yeah, and that's where it's like, it's really crazy, like, when you're world-making like that type of thing, where it's like, doing it all. Like, you would you would like to think that there's probably other people that, like, are specifically good like obviously that is how it comes together production companies and stuff but like in the beginning you know it's like it's it's crazy that one individual can do all that conceptualization at the beginning yeah. and then eventually you get people to you know on board or they drink your you know your kool-aid or whatever <laughs> but it's like it's got to be some good shit you know yeah. like it's got to be you gotta make that kool-aid right you gotta have the right <laughs> amount of sugar and yeah and for whatever. it's really like that and like Part of that is, like, not adding too much sugar. Like, it's hard. It's just, like, like for me, like, I get all these little bits and ideas, but then I, like, let them go because I realize, like, well, I can either log that and, like, actually start conceptualizing a full-on story or, like, I'm just going to, like, like, I have to start it at some point. I'm not just going to make a bunch of random arcs, like, right now type of thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah I mean, that's also why I scaled my shit back and then kind of taking a step back. Because when I was trying to be a writer and shit, that's what I was doing. If I had these crazy ideas and they were all it kind of disjointed. Like and I would kind of find ways to connect them. But it's, like, the actual story to write out how they're connected. I sucked at I was very good at making bullet-pointed timelines of things and <laughs> yeah. events. But I could never the in between? orchestrate the... yeah. It's like, I could come up with the Act 1 and Act 3, but the Act 2 is always the most <laughs> difficult fucking thing to do. Oh, yeah. It's like it's like that. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it, it, or it seems like it would be this way, where it's like, you know, you gotta, you gotta be firing on all cylinders type of thing, which is, like, amazing. And, like, props to the motherfuckers that do that, you know? Like, yeah. it's, it's dope. And, you know, there's, there's no shame in admitting those sh- shortcomings too like that and like recognizing it and like recognizing where you do need some help and stuff with that like you know yeah. yeah yeah that was another thing of like i didn't know many people and there was a lot of things that i felt like i was putting too much of myself to do and i did find one homie actually who is also 
very into creative writing and creation of things and whatnot. But uh, the way we think about shit is just vastly different. And um, like, what's a th- what's a what's a thing that you would diverge on? Um, maybe, even if it's just, not a thing. Just trying to think. I got, it's a lot of our like just interest in what fascinates us and what's important in different things and to okay. people. Um, because, um, I, I mean, there's some realness to the idea of like I want to make things that I enjoy obviously but I am also always conscious of how is how are other people gonna you know receive this because my thought process on if I'm making something creatively like that is I've been inspired and I want to be able to share these feelings and these thoughts with other people not Mm -hmm. for some financial benefit though you know that's a plus Mm -hmm. but if I'm able to share things I've learned or interesting stories or just anything like that Mm -hmm. that's very important to me to be able to share those and he's a lot more concerned with like what he thinks is cool in respect to that I don't think there's anything wrong with that but because of that the way certain things are viewed will go a lot different and I was thinking about that point earlier uh I forgot with what in specific but it might have been Dragon Ball because I was watching it but um where, wait, what was it? What would? Oh yeah, where you know you could have divergent thinking like that. Uh, fuck, what was I gonna say, bro? What was the point about that though? Like, I don't know. But one thing about uh, the divergent, if you lost it, yeah, go ahead. Is um, he's also he's he's older and shit, and he's a bit more experienced in writing, and he did help me realize some things that like I hadn't even really considered and shit, but some of the things he was thinking about and considering i felt like you know while they can matter they weren't as vital mm-hmm. um to the overall narrative. I, re- I remember now yeah it's that uh like do you i was pondering like what is more like which way should you lean more like towards uh you're making this thing uh like as a fan of it or like like you said like you're looking at it like would you like this product yourself or are you making it like in the perspective of not yourself like you're making it for other people so when i started creating shit i was doing it way for myself and i think i've talked to you off air about like that's why i'm interested in perhaps getting gunsmithing and shit is because i was bogging down in the nitty gritties of how everything worked to a finite like extreme level because that's the kind of person I am those are the kind of things that interest me yeah and for Star Wars they they you can find that kind of shit there is different yeah. books written of like oh this is how this the laws shit of worked. Star Wars yeah. yeah exactly type shit and I was bogging myself down with that and acting like this was important where it's like I need to have this here's what people are going to see and here's what they um, are going to care about. But then I also will have some of the nitty gritty, but mm-hmm. I was acting as if they were one and the same. Whereas it's like you, you can watch the Star Wars movies and not give a fuck about the logistics of how the emperor rose to power I, and okay, all that so shit, how he maintained it and the Tarkin doctrine and all this shit. If I could interpret this, it's like you still got to have like, 
that main like that you know you still got to have that meat and potatoes of the meal like so that people are like the core fans are going to be attracted to it like you got to have the goods yeah but all that extra intricate stuff that are for people like me and you that really like the intricate stuff that's all like sprinkles on top or like extra stuff with the it's like the seasoning and shit where if you're not if you're not paying attention, you're not gonna really notice like, oh, this steak is seasoned and really well or some shit. If you're just eating it and it's like this is a good ass steak. Right. It's like there needs to be that. But then if people are aware, it's like, oh yeah, this seasoning and the way you combined your fucking right. your shit and that thing, I don't know shit. If they have good cook. taste. Yeah. Yeah. And if they're well not even if they have good taste, because you can have good taste and not care about all that shit. But like yeah. if you care about cooking in this example you're gonna know more about the spices seasoning it's like oh yeah. did you fucking do this cooking technique instead and all this shit and it's that's like, what i'm saying yeah, yeah like they're more into it or but whatever. you need to be able to present it in a way of you know here's just this standard thing yeah exactly and you can enjoy Agreed. it without knowing the right and and like i've seen debates on that with like uh you know people debating like okay this feet versus this feet in a show and like people are saying well if you understood that this is symbolic with like this or not etymology this mythology and this is representative of this and this is a signifier for that then the guy that doesn't care about all that intricate stuff he's like dude i just watched them fight (laughs) and then you know what i'm saying like come to conclude my conclusion because of the damage that was done in the fight, not what they represented, some esoteric. Yeah, nature. exactly. And see, that's the thing of like you want to have that because okay, the opening of a new hope. I don't know if you're very familiar with it. Uh, it refresh me. You know, <laughs> so obviously there's a title crawl, but after that you have the, uh, you know, the little Republic frigate flying, and then you have the fucking Star Destroyer coming after a blast, okay. and board invader comes in or whatever. Okay, but just that initial shot of small ship by the big ship or whatever Mm -hmm. represents what you're going to get with the entire story of okay here's first off space so you're going to have this (laughs) sci-fi element to it and all that shit right but then it's also about this big authoritarian you know fucking kind of shit coming after the little guy and the little guy fighting back and prevailing and you can display all that subconsciously in such a small shot that if you're looking for it it's like wow that's fucking that's cool, that's deep, or even as I was right. talking about some of the cultural shit earlier with Star Wars, but you can just watch Star Wars and be like, oh, that's cool, fucking wizards in space with laser swords. <laughs> right. You can have both experiences mm-hmm. in the same exact experience, which is what you need to find the balance of, whereas right. I was going for this deep lore shit, and it's like you don't, you need to have just the simple shit first, mm-hmm. or presented. Yeah. Um, the good then, shit. Then there comes a balance, though, too, with it, I feel like, of, um, well, do you have that shit prepared before or after? Because then there's a lot of cases with shit like Star Wars where you kind of, things have been retconned because they didn't make fucking any sense or whatever the fuck else. Or, like, they had to explain certain shit because just George went a little crazy with CGI and... yeah. You know, it's supposed to be earlier in time where the Clone Wars takes place, but the technology seems better and more advanced. So it's like they had to make lore reasons for all this shit. Yeah. Yeah. They had to explain it away. Yeah, exactly. Because they hadn't considered it beforehand. So it's like 
what point of consideration beforehand do you do? And that had always been still a huge struggle of mine. But shit. that's the thing, though, bro, that uh, I've heard this opinion and I more or less agree from what I've observed is that, like, all these freaking franchises have these inconsistencies that they yeah. either try to go and address and then it creates more or et cetera. Like, they can't quite address it. See, that's that's why I like Skyrim and the Elder Scrolls, though, too, is the unreliable narrator idea of, <laughs> you know, this person's telling and this person telling her. They, they're going to be at the same event, but they're going to be drastically fucking different mm-hmm. type shit. And mm-hmm. that way, if something is fucked and they make a mistake, they can easily retcon it by, oh, that person's interpretation is just wrong. Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, anything else with that? Eh, not really. I feel like I've just kind of been rambling on and shit. And Me too. feel like I've been rambling on. No, you got I, any notes? I, like, <laughs> I, like I have been too. Nah, I was just trying to come up with random questions, but I didn't really... It's like, I could totally talk about Star Wars and Halo and the lores of that shit all day. Oh, I was going to ask you but... earlier. Uh, top three... Uh, no, not three. Top two uh, villainous people from the Star Wars franchise. Villains, I guess. Villains. Or... Well, I mean, obviously Palpatine's number one. Can't. I, it's just for you. Yeah, so, yeah. well, okay. Palpatine... And, uh, fucking probably Darth Tyrannus, more commonly known as uh, Count Dooku. Okay, okay. Interesting picks, bro. Uh, I'm picking Maul. Yeah. And and Grievous. I I generally just... Grievous is probably, well... I like Grievous' design. He's probably my number three, honestly. I, I love Grievous, too. Like, his design to me always was so, like... The most like of any of the bad guys, I thought he was the most iconic. Which is like, like I, I looked at Dooku, like he's just an old man. Yeah, Dooku. <laughs> if we're talking, char- if we were talking on scales of character design, then yeah, he's like a dude. Before, yeah. but like, if we're talking actual like lore, lore, and all that shit, then definitely Dooku. Yeah, and I could agree to that. I'm, but. Just for me, because I'm more of a surface level type of fan, yeah. I would say like Grievous and then Maul, just because, like, I liked his like, I like Maul's confidence, like how he thought for sure he was gonna win in that fight against uh, Obi Wan shit, even though he like technically Did you watch the Clone Wars, yeah, yeah, and like he didn't die and stuff, yeah, mm-hmm. like, I mean, I say it with the quotes, I th- I know he didn't die, but like people are like, bro, he died, like. When he got chopped in half, he died. Like, what you mean? It's like... Yeah. But technically not. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, he lived until the, just before the events of A New Hope, actually. And then who killed him? I don't even know that. Obi-Wan. Oh, he finished him? They, the, yeah, they fight on Tatooine in uh, Star Wars Rebels or whatever. But, oh. like, if... When did you watch The Clone Wars? Because... But just growing up. Oh, okay. Because I definitely recommend going through and watching it as an adult because there's... I've seen plenty of memes, and it's like, oh, the first three seasons of Clone Wars, like, oh, fun Star Wars adventure, and then it's like the last fucking seasons, it's like war crimes, and oh my god, it's so <laughs> difficult to be a fucking genetically duplicated soldier in this fucking war, and we're just made to be cannon fodder, and it's just like, fuck. <laughs> it goes deep and shit. Yeah, yeah, like, and it's just, they realize kids aren't really the ones watching this, it's more yeah. fucking adults that okay. have kept up with this shit. And I mean, there is still some childish elements with it and shit, but... 
Like, it gets pretty cool. And then the newest season that came out not too long ago, uh, because shit got canceled before the final season come out, but it takes place during episode three. Okay. And you see what Ahsoka's doing and, like, Maul also. It's it's pretty gas. They catch you up on it? like Yeah, yeah. and it's while episode three is going on and then Ahsoka finds out, like, oh, shit, Anakin fucking turned? What the fuck's going on with him and shit? And okay. A lot of crazy shit. Yeah. I, I'll give it a look. I mean, I don't even remember how far I got into it. I, I don't know. I know I got pretty, like, pretty damn far, though. Like, <sighs> and, and one thing, too, is the fucking... Uh, how many episodes do you know? Or, like, seasons? There's seven seasons. Okay. And I think there's about 20 per season, give or take. Okay, so that's a good um, amount, bro, yeah. One thing, too, at Clone Wars that you don't really realize, but they're not in chronological order. Oh. But... I, typical of Star Wars, though. Be very, yes, very typical of Star Wars. <laughs> of course. But I, would, I wouldn't care to... Like, you could look up a list, and there is plenty online of chronological or just watching the fucking order they came out. Mm-hmm. Especially because the uh, animation style changes drastically, whereas the first season looks like a shitty PS1 game. Yeah. And, like, the later seasons, it, it kind of develops. It's, like, the weird 3D, but, like, painted-looking style, and it okay, looks a lot better. better. Cool. All right. But... Yeah, like, you know, Maul's cool, but... Do you, know, do you know what year they ended that? Like, the Clone Wars shit? Um, I mean, the newest season came out not too long ago, but it's because it got canceled for a while, and then Disney was finally like, all right, we're just going to Is it an ongoing shit. thing? Like, are people waiting for another So, one? no, the Clone Wars ended with season seven, okay. which, like, they had the last season, they had the arcs planned of it and shit, and then uh, it got canceled, so they could never make it until just recently... Okay. But the story of the Clone Wars, one of the last arcs in it introduces these uh, clone troopers called the Bad Batch. And then they now have their own show that takes place after Order 66 and shit. And because they're like, um, they're not normal clones. They're like genetically modified, like super clones type shit. Yeah. So the inhibitor chips didn't work on them. And they started a gang and shit. I mean, essentially, yeah, they're like. Trying to live now, being hunted by the Empire, doing crime and shit, but like still trying to keep their morals and all that. Damn. Interesting show. Okay. Um, But, yeah, the Clone Wars fucks, but uh, you're just talking character design. Yeah. Fucking Maul and uh, fucking Grievous. Do you know about the Lord Grievous? Because obviously you refer to him being like a cyborg and shit. I just know that like... Bro's like Bro's planet was like take taken over or invaded. Yeah, I, I don't know the exacts of it all, but yeah, some shit like that. And then and he, he becomes like an assassin trying to get revenge for his. So people. he was like a general or some shit of like some freedom fighter movement. And died, got brought back by the separatists. I I don't know all of it, but like he's an assassin. Yeah, as you will, if you will, and. Dude, just honestly, catching bodies, bro. if you want to see Grievous doing some sick shit, the, the cartoon sounds really goofy, but like there oh, was... Oh, the, the old animated one? The old Clone Wars from 2003. Yeah, I watched some of that, yeah. Yeah, it's all on Disney Plus if you have that oh, shit. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I can get that. Yeah, dude, that shit is pretty fucking sick, and it... That was before clips. episode three came out, too, so Grievous was actually introduced in that. Oh, okay. And... That's crazy. He's pretty fucking gnarly in that shit, and there's, there's some episodes of the uh, newer Clone Wars series that shows him being fucking badass and like there's like an episode where uh there's like some jedi or some shit and they find uh like just some random jedi and their apprentices and shit and they find like his 
base and they like go in it and shit and he like hunts them down like fucking predator type shit and it's yeah. picks them apart one by one and it's fucking sick dude. yeah i like that yeah like, like that's the, the shit i always wanted from him you know yeah and you see him like losing limbs and he'll like retreat and shit and he'll go in and go get the shit reinstalled and come back it's fucking crazy yeah it's bro. dope i like it yeah 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 grievous is dope as fuck but, yeah uh, like he he's a cool he's like a dope character that like I like in the just the OG movie type of shit. Like I wanted to see more of him. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Yeah, from the OG movies, honestly, Dooku's gay as fuck. But like, <laughs> yeah. from um, I mean, arguably, it's just like I don't want to say they didn't age well, but like people could say that about Palpatine. Like, oh, like he's just like is it an old man? You know, like yeah, Palpatine's fucking sick and then he becomes like a ascended shit an, a decrepit old man like all, he's all sucked up out of his like he got energy. electrocuted to shit yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah but uh yeah Palpatine's dope because he orchestrated the entire Clone Wars and he was playing both sides he was literally playing chess by himself type shit and all fucking Jedi and all that shit are the fucking pieces yeah sick. I watched something recently about him I forgot what it was uh, talking about but it's basically about that how he's like a mastermind orchestrator like fucking yeah. like basically a psychopath you know like where he can like sociopath yeah where he can like portray himself to be like two completely separate ways and shit like split mind type shit yeah yeah, he literally, because he orchestrated the entirety of the Clone Wars and shit and all that. Like, it, it's crazy if you get into all that. And then Dooku's really dope, too, uh, especially with this show that recently came out called uh, Tales of the Jedi, which is just, like, some random anthology shit about, like, fucking uh, Star Wars that takes place before the Clone Wars and shit, but it's in okay. that same style. And some of it's about, like, Dooku and, like, Qui-Gon and shit as well. Mm. And it shows Dooku... How he kind of fell, and like he was, he knew the Jedi were kind of fucked, and they were going on the wrong path, and how he kind of gets corrupted, and like the final straw for him was Maul killing uh, Qui Gon and shit, and mm-hmm. that kind of turned him. And yeah, it's it's pretty Man. fucking sick, honestly. Okay. But um, I got some shit to check out, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Star Wars is Star Wars is pretty cool, but uh. Yeah, it makes sense that they would do a lot with the franchise, bro, right? Like, it's it's Especially after successful. The, the... Well, yeah, because it was very successful, and the sequels kind of fucking flopped, and... Do you think that they flopped for everybody, though? Or was it that thing where, like, a, a certain generation thought they were like... I mean, pre- it seems pretty much that they flopped, but I guess we'll see, because, I mean, you don't have as many kids online saying shit, and, like... That's how the prequels seemed, and now we've grown up, and I fucking love the prequels and shit, and grew right. up with them. So I guess we'll see. And I mean, there are some cool things I did with it, but overall, just they didn't have a plan of the whole trilogy beforehand. They just kind of made each movie as they went, and yeah, it's like they switched directors as well. A few with things, so it's like, all right, now you get to do go off of what this director made, and it's like they're gonna have completely different visions of what Star Wars is yeah. as a whole so it, it and, was just fucked yeah and and like what it should become and yeah. everything yeah like it'd be like that bro like you know Yu-Gi-Oh is kind of like that where like the creator had one vision for it and now people always are like oh this isn't what Takahashi had in mind for the game you know what I'm saying and like Takahashi it's like, fucking Treyway <laughs> Takahashi yeah yeah and uh R.I.P. that man 
he apparently, bro, he was like snorkeling and like just drowned, like sure, very that? ominous. Yeah, um, but you know, yeah, they say that like you know, like just. And it is clear that, like, you know, with the, the stuff that we were talking about earlier with, like, the metagame and the accessibility not being there sometimes, like, those are the things that he was not for. But, like, when a new company takes over, new, you know, they run it the way they run it, they're after them dollar bills, baby. I mean, it's and it's been only going that way for a long time. It's not like he was completely out of that sphere, too. So it's like... You know, it's just things yeah, things see, go that way. Card games are following the same shit. And that, to bring it back after that huge Star Wars tangent, um, mm-hmm. with like Halo, that's why I loved original Halo. I mean, it's kind of changed now, obviously, but it's very balanced because they're not constantly adding all these new things and you can start with whatever shit and your loadouts however you want, all that crazy shit. It was like y'all start with an assault rifle or a battle rifle or whatever the fuck the game mode or game itself depends on and there's shit laid about but it's all balanced particularly around each other to fill certain roles right there isn't a every gun that fills all the roles which you can make the argument i mean like yeah there obviously isn't every gun but the idea of an assault rifle in general is that it's supposed to kind of fill multiple roles of assaulting and storming but also being able to fire it accurately like it's yeah it's supposed to fill multiple roles right um but for gameplay reasons you, it's like oh i can just spawn in with this gun to have all my cool fucking uh attachments on it and i can make them even more to what i like and it just becomes too meta you start the game with whatever cards and shit and instead of it being like there's these set decks and you pull randomly even that bit mm-hmm. makes it a bit more fair and right. You, you don't get that. And it, yeah, it's like the yeah, it's the type of thing that you have to do on your own, I guess. Type of thing, you know, like make it yourself, like and, not and make it, but I feel like it makes the game more boring because it limits you and what you yeah. can do. Because it's either you play meta or you get fucked, and if you're getting fucked, well, you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah, yeah, and they try to introduce new. Um, like uh, I know, magic has like different. Uh, what do you call this? Know. Formats or whatever that you could play. Oh, different game types. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Different metas for them. Yeah, right. And Yu-Gi-Oh has been trying to introduce this idea, literally taking a page out of their book, and it, it works to a degree. But it's 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 like people call it like you know a hopeless effort type of thing, like because the retention that they're receiving on these new game modes they're th- what they're doing with these new game modes is essentially hitting a reset button because they're not really making anything new for them they're just revamping old cards and putting them through like a modern filter i guess you would call it and like trying to market it like oh if you're sick of this fucking meta game bullshit come over and play speed duel and stuff but it's like, like that it's just gonna have a separate meta it's like it's exactly what yeah. happens bro because so, you know i went from like overwatch to siege and it's like because i got sick of one meta but it's like there's a different meta on the other game <laughs> yeah, you, you gotta gonna, hop from meta to meta yeah and the, but it's they have literally a, a format called GOAT format, and it doesn't have to do with, like, the acronym, but a card that was from the time called Scapegoat. So, mm-hmm. like, 
But people are so attracted to it because it's like the most OG format. And then on top of that, it's called GOAT format. So it's like good marketing because yeah. it's like, oh, bro, I can't wait to play some GOAT. I can't wait to be goaded and GOAT. Mm-hmm. People are all corny as hell like yeah. that. But like it, it is cool to like go back to a time where like this meta existed. Yeah, but like. It, it creates, like you said, like a separate market in and, in and of itself uh, compartmentalized within the greater TCG, you know? So, like, now instead of just having, like, the Yu-Gi-Oh! meta players, you have the Yu-Gi-Oh! Speed Duel meta players and the Yu-Gi-Oh! Rush Duel meta players and the Yu- like Yeah, there's just going to be different meta for each game type. Yeah, and, and with that, like new chase cards and a new like yeah, insane money people are paying for, for yeah it. that's one thing too with like live service games of they always have to add new shit and it needs to be interesting so they always make it too powerful but it's like you need to have it balanced but then some people make the argument of like oh why am i gonna spend money for this shit if it's just you know balanced and it's the same kind of thing as what i already have and i could just use what i have and it's like it needs to mix it up but still be fucking balanced like right you know they from halo infinite they removed the fucking carbine because it was too similar to the battle rifle well it's like yes they're similar but they're still different enough that they kind of fill different niches and shit right and and that's the thing like like there will be points where like they'll phase out of a tier zero like only play that deck one deck and it'll be like a couple uh, of metas that are similar. It'll, it'll be sort. like it'll be like three or four that are viable, and then you know which of those will all be tier one decks. But then uh, sometimes they'll even scale it back to like where rogue decks have a chance or are like doing really well, and those are people's favorite formats because what it feels like is a free market where anybody can play what they want or do yeah. what they want. Yeah, you can have more fun with it that way, which is. One of the reasons I like D&D so much is because you can kind of make the rules. So it's like, if you want to do something in D&D, you know, you want to be a fucking flying monkey for whatever reason, <laughs> I'm going to let you do that as a DM because it's fun and it you, allows you that kind of creativity. You don't just have to go off of cards that you hope that you can pull. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like you're put into a, a severe like box off the bat, you know, like yeah. for sure. I know they just released a Halo... Uh, trading card game bro and it's probably not gonna go anywhere at all i know i was gonna ask yeah. you like what your opinion is on it and like i've heard people claiming that like bro this is a pump and dump like yeah that's it's definitely just pump and dump. They're, they're trying to like cash in on the trading card hype and shit like that even though like i don't even know if they're like there is like obviously hype but like yeah i haven't heard shit about it and i but then again i've kind of weaned off halo with fucking infinite being yeah, not what it should have been. I just want to pull up some prices to see if anything is going for like ridiculous amounts of money. So we have some thirty dollars. Uh, come on, what else we got? Or like a pack or like individual cards? Individual cards. Thirty dollar card, five dollar card. Uh, a lot of them are just like a quarter. <laughs> like most of them are just a quarter, which is. It makes me think that there's going to be, like, one giant chase card that... I saw one dude doing it, uh, like, showing off his polls and shit on YouTube. And he, like, it's interesting. They chose, like, I forget what it's called. I don't know what all the Halo terms are. But it's, like, a something Lotus, which is, like, the chase card. And I'm like, why are they trying to make the Lotus the chase card? The way that, like, Magic's most prestigious is the Lotus. Like, 
It's interesting. And I'm pretty sure they just released it too. Like this is like supposed to be their. So like, if they were to do some tie-in, because I know Magic's done that with like D and D, even of like they'll have cards that are D and D characters from certain pre-made campaigns and shit like that. Mm-hmm. That kind of thing would be smart, but to try to make your own fucking card game and this shit is kind of, well, retarded. Yeah. Like, you, you're not going to do shit. The thing that's crazy, too, is that this is not a collectible card game, like, just for collecting, like it should be. Yeah, it's that's literally, what you would think. It's to play. Yeah. Like, what, who, like, if Halo was going to do that, they, they should just be collectible type shit. Not, yeah, like, yeah. totally. And, like, I agree that, like, to the point that... Um, I've heard before that like multiple TCGs like Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, they all would benefit from doing this. Like just making collectible artwork cards, not yeah. not just for playing. Who the fuck like Yeah, I feel like plenty of people would enjoy buy that. Buy and pull cards to kind of trade them and have that kind of market and they're more interested in that ecosystem and they don't really give a fuck about playing it. Right, exactly. Or like displayability, but, like yeah, frame you, them, whatever. You can make the argument though too of, you know, having it be playable, it's both, it it means that the market is more alive because if people are buying them to collect or to sell and kind of, you know, people invest in Pokemon cards like they invest in Bitcoin type shit and it's like, mm-hmm. if you're doing that to sort of, or stocks in general, if you're doing that to sort of diversify your shit, whatever, and sell shit, well, one, it means there's more on sale for people looking that are just trying to play and it means that the people who are selling them and shit will have a better uh, chance of selling them but then I I mean yeah if there is just people who want to buy them to display them it does kind of suck right but the market is bigger if they're together so it's like there's an argument both ways you know yeah hey these companies gonna do what makes them the most fucking money bro yeah and like Oh, another point is, like, with the Yu-Gi-Oh! market is, like, quality control issues, right? So, like, they make these cards that, like... Okay, so keep in mind, these meta players, bro, they're spending hundreds of dollars on cards that they're eventually not going to fucking need anymore. So, they want these cards to retain their value or, uh, at the the very least, retain their condition that they're in. They're They're printing these cards so cheaply now, opposed to, like, older cards. Like, you got cards from a decade ago to two decades ago that the card stock literally what they're made out of is so much better like you could physically feel it i felt it that like you could tell they're just cheaping out on like yeah to mass reduce the cards yes and and like the problem is too is that they're making more cards making them cheaper and people are literally like uninterested in a majority of them like they're just gonna throw them away like people literally just toss them in the garbage the commons and shit and like they're just going for the shinies and it's like it's just weird thing like i don't know my point initially was just that like you know i guess the quality control is not there anymore either oh yeah that like when they're getting rid of the cards they got damage already, and then therefore it's affecting the value that they already paid for up front. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I paid 120 to get this right away, and now I'm going to only be able to resell it for 80 damaged or uh, lightly played, whatever. And, like, that's unfortunate because you shouldn't have to do that with, a, like, a card that I, you— I think the idea—okay, so one is you want to spend less and make more as a company, but also I would think, you know— while it is beneficial for them to kind of have an aftermarket 
economy to make it a bit more scarce so that people are more likely to buy packs or try to get pulls. Because mm-hmm. then they get money. They don't get money if I were to sell you a card. Right, shit. right. So that might also be a reason why the companies are doing that instead Definitely. of making them... But, Higher quality yeah. printing. But stuff, even yeah. so, I, you know, that's probably a secondary thought of just if I can put a dollar in and make $20 compared to if I put $5 in and make the same 20 well, I'm going to just do the dollar option. Yeah, actually. most definitely. It's just like, it, it's like a thing like earlier I was talking about where people are like, oh, uh, the, 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 the company that runs this needs to like address this. Like people are like, oh, they got to address the quality control. Like they're not gonna because they've been doing this for over like you know five plus years seven years eight years yeah there's a few people that bitch but majority of people don't care well yeah or it's not even they might care but like they they know that they're participating in this willingly you know and they're still buying it there's no boycott of it mm -hmm, exactly talk shit but you're still oh my bad yeah exactly like until you yourself are are willing to set an example and put it down and boycott it which when the metas get real toxic you know in the competitive game people do do that they vacate the game for two weeks or uh a month or whatever it may be but like yeah it's just like it's like that bro yeah Yeah. well i think we should probably wrap up here we've been going for a while okay uh Probably go over GG's, the after hours and do after hours for the Patreon thing or Yeah, I mean, let's yeah. do it. Alright, so hopefully next week, you know, our our hopeful guests will be feeling a lot better and be able to have our first guest and interview. Yes sir. Thank you for tuning into the many parallels. You can follow us on uh X now. Um <laughs> at uh at many parallels. You can Z at us. You can Z at us. <laughs> <laughs> um and we'll skeet at you. Hit whatever like button Wait, for whatever platform you're watching this on. Share this with anybody you think might find this shit interesting. Kind of just rambling this episode and bing chilling. Mm-hmm. Thanks for uh, tuning in. We love you. Peace. Peace out.